<laughs> this is the Halloween special of Top Year, your favorite history podcast. Ooh. Ooh. Why to scare us like that at the start, man? I'm sorry. But it had to be done. I had to immediately bring in a scary vibe, and I think it worked. I'm feeling a little spooked. I'm feeling very spooked. How are you feeling, Junty? Spooked. <laughs> <laughs> Thoroughly spooked. <laughs> so we are joined by Jonty on this episode. Hello. Since it's a special. And we're feeling special. We are. Yeah, we are. So wh- wh- what are we doing on this special episode? Well, I'm glad you asked. So <laughs> each of us, we're going to go back in time and discuss the history of Halloween. Some little facts sprinkled in there. Maybe some fun candy facts. Just things related to Halloween in some way, and we've each got... But we're going to do it in a very top-year way. Yeah, we've each got 43 yeah. years to discuss. 43 so, is oddly specific. Yeah, but what? Yeah. I just divided... Oh, you divided like a divided four. Yeah, okay. But right. yes. Should we, should we reveal who has what, or is that going to be part of the reveal throughout the episode? Um, oh. We can do it. We can do it now. I don't have an issue with that. <laughs> we'll, we'll surprise What you. do we scare them? And go, ooh! (laughs) I like that. I like that. So, besides spooky, how are you guys feeling today? Gotta get my frightened. My list. (laughs) Just from the boo, or yeah, just I'm actually I'm on edge. Okay. Yeah, my heart's beating quite quickly actually. What about you, Max? I'm feeling a little uncanny. Oh, I don't know if that. I've got an uncanny feeling. Maybe I should say. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like my spine has been thoroughly chilled. <laughs> hey, it's not really calm. a word, but it's know. good. <laughs> I'm feeling <laughs> ominous. Oh, because I've got some freaky facts to freaky to Friday. Share. Well, it's actually not. But yeah, Unless you're listening to this on a Friday, then it would be Freaky Friday. Mm. But yes, you will. It's likely that you'll be listening to this prior to Halloween. It is likely. Yeah, it's going to set the set the vibe a little bit. Yeah. Get you in the spooky yeah. mood. Tis spooky the season. season. And then you can impress everyone on Halloween with your, <laughs> with your, facts, <laughs> with your knowledge. Halloween you can be facts. like, um, actually. Uh, <laughs> or you can dress up as us. <laughs> <laughs> for your next Halloween party. Just thought of a costume idea for Halloween. <laughs> 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 Top dress year up costume. Anything. We'll post our favorite would, fits. So yeah, you I was going to say, what would, like, what would that even be? Generic podcast white guy. <laughs> Headphones. Yeah. Yeah. You, have yeah. to wear, you have to wear orange Crocs if you're dressing up as me though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, true. And a TMN t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Easy. Cargo shorts is a must for me. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have extra pockets at all <laughs> <Yeah>. times. <laughs> it's extra candy Tactical. storage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, true. All right. Enough. Yakety yak. Yeah. Enough speaking about. <laughs> <laughs> so who wants to reveal themselves as the first Halloweeny? I'm a Halloweener. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, uh, so my period is 1850 to 1893. Ooh. And I'm actually not starting there. I'm starting way back. Way back. With the Celtic festival of Samhain. Spelt, <laughs> get this, spelt S-A-M-H-A-I-N. Ah, uh, yes. That's how I would have pronounced that word. <laughs> but there, it's a, it's a, a Gaelic word. Can you spell that again for me? <laughs> S-A-M. H, what do you mean? That word there. Uh, I was looking at the pronunciation. The pronunciation <laughs> is S A H. I thought you were W-I-N. just blatantly no, misspelling no, no. it. Yeah, there's, it's a Gaelic okay, word. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Which wouldn't have been out of character. How's it spelled again? S A M H A I N. And it's pronounced? Sawin. 
S A H W I N. Which is what I was reading. It's enough spelling for the show. Yeah, so there you go. Which was a pagan religious celebration to welcome the harvest at the end of the summer when people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. In the 8th century, Pope Gregory III designated November 1st as a time to honour saints. Soon after, All Saints Day became incorporated, incorporated into some traditions of Sawin. The evening before All Saints Day was known as All Hallows' Eve and then later transformed into Halloween. Oh. So there you go. It's the origin of the name. What does Ean, where does Ean come from? What do you mean? It's Hallow's Eve, right? Yeah. I don't actually know, yeah. Mm. Halloween. Could have been cool. Mm. All Hallow's Eve, yeah. That's weird. Or e- evening, even. Hence Eve. the, like the, because there's, yeah. you sometimes see an apostrophe in between the E's. Oh, oh, okay. oh. Halloween. Not, not how we spell it now, but traditionally. Mm. I think Mr. English often. over here, far out. <laughs> no, no, I've got a degree. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nice. So there you go. Little origin of Halloween for you. Great. Yeah. Do you want me to give another fact? I can give another Please. fact. Okay. Yeah. Let's give you facts, yeah. <sighs> I've got the, the ghoul bit, why people will have ghouls. And uh, a fun little fact for you, the festival of, how do you say this again? Sawin, <laughs> not Sam Hain, <laughs> marked the tr- transition to the new year at the end of the festival and the beginning of the winter. Celtic people believed that during the festival, spirits walked the earth. Later on, Christian mini- um, missionaries introduced All Souls Day on November 2nd, which perpetuated the idea of the living coming into contact with the dead around the same time of year. And the reason that people, it happened in 1750, people started putting white bedsheets over to get the spooky vibes. The reason people did this was because like artists and painters started uh, painting ghosts with their like uh, burial shrouds. So then people would dress up and put white bedsheets over and look all spooky. Interesting. Did they cut out eye holes or were they just blindly? See, I'm not sure because I wasn't there. They were just stumbling about. (laughs) The chocolate milk hasn't taken you that far back in time. (laughs) Not to 1750. A bit before our time. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Ghouls. That is spooky. And a ghoul is just like a little... A little ghosty boy. All right. Yeah. What's the difference between a ghost and a ghoul? (sighs) Man, that's, that's getting deep. I actually don't know. I think a ghoul is more tangible. Scary? <laughs> a, ghoul, a ghoul's like the, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like a ghoul is like a more general term, whereas yeah. a ghost is very specific. Yeah. A ghoul could be a like a ghost is things. like Casper, you know? Yeah. He a floats little, and is, and is a white. A floating white guy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Apparently, a ghost is an apparition of a dead spirit or a soul and a ghoul is an evil spirit that robs graves and eats the dead. <laughs> Damn. Nom, nom, nom. So, okay. <laughs> ghoul, <laughs> ghouls are just a little hungry. Yes. They're menacing They're hungry ghosts. Mm. Yes. All right. Have we got anything in the, in the 1850 to... Yeah, 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 yeah. I have a lot of information about the... Uh, the dre- this, this is dressing up. The reason that people dress up as like a big part of Halloween is to avoid being terrorized by evil little spirits walking the earth. So they blend in. Yeah. Um, okay. It's kind it's of fun. Like a disguise. Camouflage. Yeah. Um, 
We've got a, a weird fact. In the 1850s, the Irish potato famine prompted immigrants to flood into the United States in addition to turnip carving, soon <gasps> to become pumpkin carving. They bought many of the original Celtic, again, Sarwin uh, traditions <laughs> with them, and America soon become, like, be, uh, began embracing Halloween when Irish people came to America. So America was an adopter. Yeah, interesting. They're phonies. Big time. And now yeah. they're like the biggest abuser of Halloween. <laughs> Halloween abuse. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I this could just be me, but when people go, oh, Halloween's my favorite holiday, what are your thoughts on Is that? Is it a holiday? It's not a holiday. No. Definitely not in Australia. No, no yeah. No. Or, or maybe like a favorite celebration in the year. Yeah. But like, I don't think I, I when don't it's on a weekday, that. like this year, yeah. mm. come on. Well, you can, it's you not can on trickle this treat. Year? Tuesday, I think. Tuesday. But. I mean, yeah, celebrate by celebrate watching a movie. All Saints Day, or whatever it was called. Yeah. Yeah. True. And that's on the day after. 2nd of November. First, and then the second was the All Souls Day. On All the Souls Day was the second. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> yeah. Take it back. Mm. <laughs> Bring me back. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween fell off. It really didn't. Hot take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't really celebrate Halloween. I never have. I just yeah. watch spooky movies. That'll do. Yeah. That'll do. Yeah. Actually, spooky, spooky movies. What's everyone's favorite spooky movie? <laughs> oh, tough. I feel like we can discuss this when we get to the time when yeah. movies could actually be made. Yeah, true. We're, we're, we're stuck in the, in the olden days. Yeah. Pre-cinema age. Yeah. <laughs> stuck in the potato age. Right, tell us more about the, those, the costumes. Oh, the costumes. Is that what you said? I thought you said you had facts on costumes. Oh, no, I had facts on trick-or-treating. Oh, well. There's actually theories. There's three theories on where trick-or-treating started. Very weird. So no one really knows. Ooh. No one knows because, you know, no one was there. Mm. It is alive currently. Um, the first theory that suggests that during uh, Sawin, Celtic people would leave food out to appease the spirits traveling the earth at night. Over time, people began to dress up as these earthly beings, unearthly beings, in exchange for similar offerings of food and drink. So, so like it's just it's a prank. People, people caught on to people leaving food <laughs> yeah. out, and they're like, "Oh, we can get some free food. Yeah. <laughs> let's dress up as a ghoul." <laughs> they went, "Let's do it." So, yeah, pretty funny. Uh, the second theory speculates that the candy boon stems from the Scottish practicing of guising. Don't know what that is is the secular version of souling. I don't know. Um, not to spoil, but maybe one of us is going to um, get into that a little bit later in the episode, maybe. Um, okay. Anyway, continue. My goodness yeah. gracious. I'm getting spooked out already. Yeah. During the Middle Ages, so uh, we've gone back again, generally children and poor adults would collect food and money from local homes in return for prayers for the dead on Souls Day. So pretty much the same thing of... Just trolling and <laughs> collecting stuff. Mm. <laughs> and maybe people dressed up as trolls as well. Maybe, yeah. They might have. Put, put the troll face thing on. Yeah, the massive <laughs> chin. <Yeah. laughs> uh, a third theory suggests that modern American trick-or-treating stems from Bell's Nickeling, a German-American Christmas tradition where children would dress in costumes and then call on their neighbours to see if adults could guess their identities of... Of the disguised, in one of the versions of this practice, the children the children were rewarded with food or other treats if no one could identify them. 
That well, seems really? kind of realistic. Yeah. That's kind of cool though. Yeah. It's like you have to have a good costume. So you have to have a good costume or else you don't get nothing. Be weird getting food when you're trick-or-treating. Yeah, have a, <laughs> have a, a cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> Cupcake's actually not bad. Okay, I'd, I'd be down for that. Yeah. I have a question for you guys about trick-or-treating. <clears throat> like, first, did you guys go trick-or-treating as kids? I think once in I my life. I think like once or twice. I did a few times. I don't even know if I dressed up. Did you ever have like a trick prepared? No. Just punch him in the nuts. <laughs> yeah! Because, like, I probably went four or five times when I was a kid, but, like, I always made sure that if you go trick or treat and they go trick, you got to have something ready to go. What was so trick? I had, like, some card trick ready to go. <laughs> never had to use it, but. Nice. I'm the only one that you guys never had. That's quite a harmless trick. One time I went, I've flown multiple times. Remember one time I went, knocked in the house, and this lady said, trick or treat, give me a trick. And I said, I don't have any. And she kicked Should've us had off a car her porch. Trick. She kicked us off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tough well, audience. Yeah. Be prepared. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. I like that. Get on the front foot when they <laughs> open the door. <laughs> have you say trick or treat. <laughs> <laughs> and then either they have to give you a trick or have to give you a treat. Yeah. 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 All the Be prepared at all times. Racked up. But that us. makes more sense. If the, the giver... Says trick or Sex treat. trick or treat. Well, no, because it would make sense if the like for the person asking to say yeah, trick or like, treat to ask, would you rather like, you know make me do something or give me a little treat to get the food? Yeah, but yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like the person giving out the lolly should be like, listen, buddy, <laughs> you better show me. You better show me something cool. You're out of here. I'm gonna kick you off the porch. It's a bit oh. brutal when like a five year old kid comes to your door and you're like, oi. Get oh. out of here. I kind of Trick. Show yeah. <laughs> me what you got. <laughs> the kid probably just does like a Fortnite dance or something. That's awesome. Though. Fair it's enough. Gritties on the front. <laughs> I would give any kid that gritties a little, a little treat. I'd give him a big treat. <laughs> oh. All right. Continue. No, I will, but I was just thinking, you know what like, the best thing about Halloween is? No. When people put the bowls out. And you can just like get a handful. <laughs> You're one of those kids. Surely there's there's a code of honor that says. Yeah. No, I remember one Halloween I just got on my bike and just drove around and stole <laughs> stole things from a bowl. How old were you? Oh, like sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> so I just yeah, just stealing from kids. That's definitely a trick. <sighs> it is a trick. Mm. I was pranking them. Um, we've got a <laughs> a fact here from 1874. I don't know how to say any of these words besides the name. <laughs> Camille St. Sainz, I don't know how to say that, writes Dance Macabre. A French composer wrote a tone poem called Dance Macabre that takes place on Halloween. How do you pronounce that word? Macabre? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I was just going to let him keep saying it. Sorry. Okay. My bad. So a tone poem? A poem, yeah. Uh, the ghoulish music which tells the story of the Grim Reaper walking at midnight to host a Halloween dance with skeletons oh, has been called yeah. the purest <laughs> Halloween music ever written. Nah, monster mash. <laughs> <laughs> I was working in the lab. <laughs> the classical masterpiece oh. marks one of the first pieces of music written for the holiday that persists today. I think the Grim Reaper going to a rave with skeletons Kind of sick. Sounds pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> also, what's a tone poem? Is it like a is it like, just a song? That's just a fancy word for a song. Yeah. Like a slam poem. 
<laughs> yeah. there's, there's, a, there's, a beat. Yeah. <laughs> there's a There's a fire beat behind it's a, it. A spooky beat. All right, we're just having a look, seeing if we can find more tone Symphonic poems. poems. I'm guessing it's just a... You like yeah, a piece of orchestral music using a single continuous movement which illustrates or evokes the content of a poem. That's kind of cool. Oh, so it's just a song. <laughs> it's like a <laughs> well much. thought out yeah. song, a meaningful song, an orchestral song. Yeah, ah, there you go. Yeah, right on. Uh, I've got a spooky thing. <gasps> spooky. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Oh. <laughs> this is uh before Megan Fox's time. But the Fox sisters communicated with spirits of the dead. <gasps> when was this? 1848. Bruh, you're not Whoa. staying in the t- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. That's how tricky it was to find it's stuff. Uncharted territory. <laughs> yeah. Maggie and Kate Fox, two young sisters in a village in western New York State, began to hear noises supposedly caused by spirit visitors in the spring of 1848. Within a few years, the girls were nationally known and spiritualism was sweeping the nation. The incident in New York began when the family of John Fox, a blacksmith, how sick is that, (laughs) started to hear weird noises in the old house they bought. The bizarre noises, where am I reading? Where am I up to? I've lost my spot. (laughs) The bizarre noises in the walls seem to focus on the bedrooms of young Maggie and Kate. The girls accordingly uh, accordingly challenge the spirit to communicate with them. Maggie and Kate, to Maggie and Kate, the spirit was that of a travelling peddler who had been murdered on the premises years earlier. The dead peddler kept communicating with the girls and before long the other spirits joined in. What the hell? This sounds like some BS. <laughs> the story about the Fox sisters and their connection to the spiritual world spread in the community. The sisters appeared in a theatre in Rochester, New York, and charged admission fees for a demonstration of their communication with spirits. These events later became known as the Rochester Knockings. Man, if I was alive back then, I would have debunked the hell out of that. <laughs> That's just... <laughs> it's like, come on, people. Like, It's a con. Mighty BS. <laughs> come watch me talk to this invisible man. <laughs> oh, he's moving. <laughs> you guys don't see that? <laughs> Get a little bit of fishing wire. And yeah, just <laughs> exactly. <sighs> yeah. The stuff you could get away with in the 1840s. Yeah, you could be a self-taught lawyer like Abraham Lincoln. True. He's coming up. Oh, Abe is being featured. <laughs> Here's Spooky my next Abe. fact. Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow, that's crazy. How did you yep. know, Kyle? That's Just my trick. <laughs> 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 also, what was the guy that um, he like supposedly like jumped jumped off a bridge or something? Wasn't that? Oh wasn't yeah, that a fact? and um, and, and like made a saloon. Yeah, opened a saloon. And, like, made a lot of money. Because <laughs> he said he jumped off, like, the Brooklyn Bridge, but no one actually <laughs> saw it. Oh, oh. <laughs> was that my year? I think it was one of yours. Oh, yeah. That was, like, 1937 or something. Yeah, it was so it. dumb. All right. Why, why did you just randomly think of that? Or? I'm not oh, going to find it because we've got a do. lot to talk about. Yeah. yeah, we've got a lot to get through. Being a con man back True. then. Yeah. Um, so this last spooky fact occurred in 1860 where Abraham Lincoln saw a spooky vision of himself in a mirror. 
He was just like really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> On election night, 1860, Abraham Lincoln returned home after receiving good news over the telegraph and celebrating with friends. <laughs> Why is the paper here? <laughs> I won. Good news. <laughs> Yippee. <laughs> Exhausted, he collapsed on a sofa. When he awoke in the morning, he had a strange vision which would later prey on his mind. One of his assistants recounted Lincoln's telling of what happened in an article published in Harper's Monthly Magazine in July 1865, a few months after Lincoln's death. Lincoln recalled glancing across the, across the room at a looking glass on the bureau. Looking in the glass, I saw myself reflected nearly at full length, but my face, I noticed, had two separate distinct images, the tip of the nose of one being about three inches from the tip of the other. I was a little bothered, perhaps startled, and got up and I looked in the glass, but the illusion vanished. I think a little bothered is the most <laughs> measured response. Like, <laughs> I was a little bothered. I was a little bothered. He probably just had bed hair or something. Or he just needed to do like the morning eyebrow. <laughs> yeah, his, his nose was a bit wonky. Yeah. Either that or he actually had a brush with the other side and he was just a little bothered. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if there's a historical figure who would see something like that and be chosen, it'd be Abe. Abe. Iconic. Why would the spirits the not choose him? Yeah. yeah. I've got more. They knew he wouldn't get scared. They'd be like, he can help. He's a little bothered. He's just a little bothered. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh. On lying down again, I saw it a second time, <gasps> plainer if possible than before. And then I noticed that one of the faces was a little paler, say five shades than the other. I got up and the thing melted away and I went off and in, in the excitement of the hour, forgot all about it, nearly but not quite, for the thing would not would once in a while come up and give me a little pang as though something uncomfortable had happened. Sorry, what is a pang? <laughs> <laughs> it's Abe, man. That bothers me. I'm a little just pang. a little bit, yeah. Lincoln tried to repeat the optical illusion but was unable to replicate it. According to people who worked with Lincoln during his presidency, the weird vision stuck in his mind to the point where he tried to... Re- Reproduced the circumstances in the White House, but he couldn't. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) The ghosts trolled Abe. Maybe he was a notorious fibber. Yeah, clearly. Must have been, I mean. (laughs) Or he's got a bad mirror. That beard. (laughs) Yeah. I like how specific he is with the five shades line as well. (laughs) Was that all one quote as well? It was. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Right. <laughs> he must have been pretty convinced, though. Yeah. He was certain there was something coming for him. <sighs> Poor Abe. This doesn't happen anymore, you know? No. no. You wouldn't see, you know, Joe Biden being like, I'm getting getting, getting abducted. <laughs> <laughs> but people would just be like, oh, it's sleepy Joe. <laughs> I wonder if, because around the same time in the 19th century people discovered um, double exposure photography and there's lots of like famous ghost photos that have, a lot of them have been debunked now. But there were a whole bunch of people trying to like popularise the idea that ghosts are real by Mm. double exposure. 
photography having like little apparitions in the background, which doesn't explain the <laughs> the, the reflection, which could have just been a distorted reflection, but I'm sure it was actually a, a spirit. Been, been if Abe says so, yeah. I believe Abe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's uh, spooky facts about my time. Okay, and beyond. <laughs> and beyond, yeah. And well, before. It's an excellent foundation to build upon, I think. Yeah, a, sp- a spooky track and... Abe. Mm. I don't think we need to rate these either. No. Nah. No. no. Yeah. We're just, just, we're just appreciating them all. We're yeah. Just, it's a big old recount. Yeah. They're all spooktacular. Mm. They don't mm. need to be ranked. Who is next? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's a hey, ghost. It is me. <laughs> so scary. Yeah. Feel that chill down your spine, boys. Why is there a ghost in here? <laughs> Next up, we've got 1894 to 1937. What a, what time. a time for Halloween. <laughs> okay. Now, not to, uh, not to do much, too much double-upping from Wilson, but just to, to set the scene, I mentioned souling and guising. Um, <laughs> and again, around 1000 AD, the church designates November 2 as All Souls Day. There you go. That's what I had. So I didn't know it was a thousand AD. So yeah, pretty pretty long time ago. <laughs> um, and yeah, as you said, Wilson, poor people would go around to the houses of wealthier families and receive pastries. Oh, what pastries? Croissants. <laughs> 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 so they had it, for the French. They people. had it sorted. Yeah, the French ghosts. <laughs> but these pastries were called soul cakes. Oh. And they were given in exchange for promises to pray for the souls of the dead relatives of the homeowners, hence souling. Oh. Okay. Right, because, yeah. And so, the, yeah, kids would go around and, like, get given food and, and drinks <laughs> to pray for the dead relatives. Maybe saying a meat pie wasn't too far-fetched then. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Le meat pie. A cinnamon scroll. And yeah. Perhaps, yeah. Um, and then in Scotland and Ireland, guising was going on. Ooh. Which I th- is kind of similar. It's like dressing up in a costume and accepting offerings. But instead of like pledging to pray for dead relatives, they would sing a song, recite a poem, tell a joke, or perform another sort of trick, in inverted commas, um, before collecting treats, which were usually fruit, nuts, or coins. <laughs> nuts. <laughs> I'd prefer a pastry. <laughs> nuts. You just get a handful of trail <laughs> Just get some cashews thrown at you. The, the person just grabs your hand. <laughs> so, I don't even know. All the coins. Yeah, true. A shilling. Yeah. Get paid. Yeah, that could be all right. Bring that back. Give me a five dollar note when I rock. I was gonna say house. coins these days are worth nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Oh, a couple two dollar coins. You yeah. know. Yeah, true. Think of all the candy you could buy with that. Yeah, a true. few games get of pool. a singular ice cream. Mm. Yeah, true. So now in this in this time bracket. America is jumping on the bandwagon, jumping. They're loving it. And so, yeah, early 20th century, these old world traditions are sort of big in the US. But everyone's taken it way too far. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Um, and so apparently it's just like all the pranks are getting so ridiculous and like destructive. In 1902, there's a news article and this is, this is the quote that comes out of the article. <laughs> Most everybody enjoys a joke or fun to a proper degree on suitable occasions. 
but when property is damaged or destroyed, it is time to call a halt. We would advise the public to load their muskets or cannon what? with rock, salt, or birdshot. What? And when trespassers invade your premises at unseemly hours upon mischief bent, pepper them good and proper so they will be effectively cured and have no further taste for such tricks. Oh, my gosh. Birdshot. Yeah, is, get is, there a, is that incorrect spelling on the second word or? I should probably bird feed or something. I don't know. Is it yeah, extreme it, to say like get your cannon out? Get mm. your gun out and shoot them. <laughs> it definitely like give you second thoughts if you like, you've got your, your, your trick or treating route planned. Yeah. <laughs> the next year you're like, that house has a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going back there. Or just some old dude sitting on the front with a gun. <laughs> yeah, just on site. Yeah. I mean, if they put rocks in it, as like a that would still a way kill to you. Prevent would. people. Yeah, that could do some serious damage. Is that yeah. not what a little musket ball is? Just like a, a circular rock. I don't know, man. So they Gosh. were. Yeah, it was not good time. And I mean, a little bit of candy corn. <laughs> <laughs> that would hurt. Yeah, but I had I had I found two pranks gone wrong in uh, 1907. Oh dear. There was quite a few pranks actually around this time, which were. I wouldn't Devious. call pranks. I'd call just like <laughs> crimes, terrorism. <laughs> but um, these two were, yeah. In 1907, pranksters in Arizona they stretched a wire across a sidewalk to trip passersby. So they're like tripping people over. One pedestrian falls over, draws out a gun, and just shoots one of them. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> he chose trip. <laughs> He chose trip. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, this is the caliber of thing that's going on. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And then this one, same year. It's kind of crazy. There's a woman in Indiana, and apparently they're at their house, and her daughter answers a knock on the door, and there's a, a group of boys there who thrust a grinning pumpkin lantern in her face. <laughs> <laughs> so the daughter screams... And the woman dies from a heart attack. What? <laughs> Wait. Well, so they threw a pumpkin, the daughter screamed, and the, and the, woman, the died. woman died. Yeah. Oh, my God. She was gosh. so scared. Uh, hmm. so, so, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty tragic. It's pretty, pretty sad. Yeah. Um, Far out. Damn. Apparently, yeah, coming into the 1920s, it's like all time <laughs> bad. Like really, Worse really bad. Worse than death. <laughs> <laughs> well, getting yeah. tripped over by some a wire. <laughs> and that's your first reaction. You fall over, you get a little embarrassed. Someone's getting shot. <laughs> <laughs> As you're falling down, just same motion. <laughs> In air. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, already had the gun out. Ready to go. <laughs> that was actually his, was his a, costume was holding a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But apparently, yeah, the Great Depression, because it's like just about to start. It's everyone's like on edge and like a lot of the mischief apparently turns into yeah, vandalism, assault and like and acts murder. of violence. So Halloween was actually a like a was like contributing actually, factor to the Great Depression. Well, That's kind of funny though. Apparently um, rough, rougher celebrants of Halloween indulged in promiscuous pistol firing, burning wagons, cutting automobile tires and stealing cars. <laughs> what? <laughs> In 1922... Apparently there was 115 fire alarms turned in, like on Halloween, and 90% of them were real fires. So people are just like what? setting fires. 
um, yeah, things are burning. Real estate offices, train cars, wagons, vans, and apparently a 500-gallon tank of gasoline is lit on fire. (laughs) 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 And apparently, and this is a quote, it caused the firemen, hampered by the danger of an explosion, much trouble. (laughs) (laughs) So they were pretty bothered. A little bit bothered. A little bothered. bothered. A gasoline truck that got lit on fire. Oh, gosh. Tomfoolery to the max. And so, yeah, there's like people dying, like getting assaulted, like fires, all of this bad stuff happening. Apparently in 1923 on Halloween, I didn't know where it is. Oh, Evanston in Winnetka. There's 200 boys taken into custody that night to the police. 200. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. (laughs) It's a little chaotic. (laughs) Halloween, man. It's a little out of hand. Now some other common pranks in the 1920s. Oh. Um, Planting mirrors for people to look <laughs> at. <laughs> oh. yeah, these aren't going to be pranks. They're just going to be just devious. Some of them are like- It's probably going to be like putting, putting acid inside of <laughs> a pie or something <laughs> and giving it to someone. <laughs> just handy to someone. Okay, so these first few are pretty harmless. Scaring passing pedestrians. Classic. Ringing doorbells. Classic, yeah, classic, classic. Bit of knock and run. And carrying off the neighbor's gates. Classic. <laughs> classic. <laughs> and I love this because I found this sort of a quote as well and it's like, yeah, they carry off the neighbor's gates only after seeing that their own is unhinged and safely placed in a barn so no one can steal your gate. Okay. have <laughs> <laughs> a gate collection. Apparently gate stealing was so bad <laughs> that the name gate night replaced Halloween in many areas. <laughs> Bring it back. That's <laughs> gate night. So if they don't have any candy for you, just take, take, take the gate. gate. That's Tough a great luck. trick, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> trick or treat. Trick. Just run away and just, <laughs> yeah. And apparently they'd like chuck them up into trees or like hang them up. What? You would though, wouldn't you? You, if you would. If you've gone to the effort of stealing a gate. <laughs> you just launched into a tree. Oh, I just thought it was so good. And some other pranks. Um, apparently children would throw flour at men in black coats. <laughs> Got them. <laughs> and they'd coat shop windows with a film of soap or place Tic Tacs, which are like small toys that you wind them up and they'd make lots of noise, outside windows to scare the inhabitants. Siri just started playing a song on my phone. So spooky. <laughs> so the spooky. There's a ghost. What song was it playing? I have no idea. I didn't look. Sorry, what were they putting on the windows? Tic Tacs. Oh, and soap. Tic-tacs. Yeah. Good gravy. Huh. So they're going to get a little rambunctious. At least they were minty fresh. Very minty fresh. <laughs> nice and clear. I mean, soap on windows, to me, that's like... That, that's, that's ideal. Just helping it's out. cleaning the windows. Yeah. <laughs> like, but why Tic Tacs? Did they soap it and then chuck Tic Tacs on? No. So Tic Tacs are these little things that you wind up. They're little toys. Sorry. All right. Well, my oh, minty my fresh joke just... <laughs> <laughs> I just meant the soap. No. Um, yeah. They're, they're these, I thought I said it before. Toys that you little wind up and then they like unravel and they make noise. And so you'd put them against a window and it would like... Okay. Make it sound like the window's getting rattled. I got distracted by Wilson's pocket like, No, ghost. it was the ghost. It was a ghost. That's right. Spooky things are happening in the studio. Yes. But in 1933, apparently there were cities that were considering banning Halloween. Makes oh. sense. Because they could gate not night. handle it. <laughs> gate night was getting too crazy. <laughs> they plan to steal like the White House gate. That's the ultimate heist. That's the ultimate <laughs> prank. <laughs> so in 1933, 
So in the 30s, a bunch of authorities and like community organizations and just like families started promoting parties, like carnivals and like big events for kids to go to, to keep them busy. <laughs> and like house to house. So like you'd start at one house and you'd get something and then you'd go to the next house and you'd get something. Oh. Fridge to fridge. Yeah. And apparently Sick. everyone was loving it. And they were doing like free movie nights. So you just come and like, Apparently you'd go and you'd have to get a bit of a lecture on, you know, be good on Halloween and then you just get to watch a free movie. Don't take no gates. Put those gates back where <laughs> they came from. Also help me. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Yeah. And so around the 30s, I think everyone was trying to get on top of it and everyone was sort of calming down. All right. How weird. Pretty cool. Nice that, you know. They really closed the gate on that problem. Nice. Ayo. Thanks. Nice. That was good. <laughs> all right, I've got a few more facts that I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you all with. The origin of the phrase "trick or treat." <gasps> oh my goodness! Apparently, the very first use was in 1917. Well, one of the first recorded uses was in 1917. In the movie 1917. In the yeah, war. In the war. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm not gonna say. <laughs> but various other forms were used as well. In 1921, people in Ontario were saying "trick or a treat." Oh, so, yeah, okay. Bit more of a mouthful. Yeah. In 1922, in Alberta, there was treat up or tricks. That's sick. I kind of like that one. Treat up. (laughs) Give me some treats or I'll take a gate. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's straight to the point. And in 1924, people were saying treat or trick. No. Doesn't have the same ring to it. Kind of bad. You got to say the thing that you want. Trick or treat. Smell my feet. Second. (laughs) I kind of like treat up or tricks. Yeah. Yeah. Let's it bring it back. It implies you get a lot of treats or you do a lot of tricks. Mm. Yeah. A bad Shooting someone after they trip you. Oh. <laughs> 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 now, speaking of sad Halloween deaths, actually. Oh. Oh, dear. There was a very famous individual who passed away on Halloween in 1926. International man of mystery. Um, <laughs> magician, illusionist, and entertainer Harry Houdini. What? Yeah. Damn. It's kind of a sick way to go. <laughs> yeah, but he died from per- peritonitis caused by a ruptured appendix. That's not awesome. Less cool. Yeah. Huh. How, how, did he die doing a trick? I think. Well, apparently, there was um some contradictory reports about how he died. Some say a band of angry spiritualists poisoned him. Take that as you will. But others say that it was a student punching him in the stomach (laughs) that caused his appendix to burst. What? Like before he went to perform, he was getting punched (sighs) in the stomach. And then a few days later, he died. Okay. Wow. Go on your hood, Annie. Yeah. It's a bit sad. And he was pretty young, right? I'm going to guess he was like 45. That's like pretty uh, old for back in, them, in those days. He was 52. All right. Wow. And what what year? 1926. 26. So there's a little spoiler for when he was born. I don't think we've done that year yet. I mean, he died in Detroit. <laughs> Maybe those people like... <laughs> super <done> like magic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he stole too many gates. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, was his, that was his final <laughs> trick. His final act. 
<laughs> White House Gate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Watergate has a whole new meaning now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. But you know what I think they did like in Detroit? Candy. And I have some serious candy facts here. Oh, yeah. Some serious candy facts. This window, 1894 to 1937, I don't know what they were doing, but they were <laughs> making candy. So. Sick. <laughs> first, Hershey's Milk Chocolate Bar is produced in 1900. So Hershey's Chocolate. Hershey's. The first Hershey's Kiss is debuted in 1907. So, chocolate. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> They're snacking on a bit of chalky. Now, in 1917, uh, the man by the name of Harry Burnett Reese, wink, moved to Hershey, and he was employed as a dairyman for the, for the company and later worked in the factory. Did he have some pieces? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, he was inspired by the success of Hershey, which apparently is created by Milton Hershey. Milton Hershey. Pretty awesome name. Sick name. Sick name. <laughs> Milton Hershey. What? Um, yeah. So Reese, this guy Reese, had 16 kids apparently and started making candy in his basement. He had 16 <laughs> kids? Because <laughs> feed him more candy. 16 pieces. Um, and then in the wow. 20s, he built his own factory and started making peanut butter cups. Great. He invented Reese's, Reese's Pieces, 1928. That's such a good name. Dude, Milton S. Hershey was 88 years old. Far out. He was loving his Hershey's. When he died or when he made them? When he died. Oh. He, he, he was a, he it's was a secret long to a long life. He was That's a very like broad statement. He just was 88 <laughs> years old. Yeah, true. <laughs> At some point. For his whole life, he was 88 years old. <laughs> oh my gosh. It goes deeper. He was going to go on the Titanic. <gasps> but, he, but he didn't. <laughs> Whoa! No, no, no! It's a, a Hershey. <laughs> he knew. Like one of the like the people also ask on Google is why did Milton Hershey not board the Titanic? He had a premonition. He knew. Yeah. He was visited by a spirit, an apparition. Wow! The yeah, ghost wow. of Abraham Lincoln. Yes. <laughs> Don't go. It's not worth it. Wow! I did not know that. Yeah, That's there interesting. You go. We'll look deeper in that for next Halloween. Absolutely. Yes. Okay, a few more candy things. As we have we previously talked about on the show, candy corn is getting produced. I've never had it. Do not plan on eating it because it <laughs> does not look nice. But in 1923, the Minnesota-born candy maker Frank Mars oh, yeah. launches oh, damn. the very, very famous, let's all say it on three, one, two, three. Mars. Milky Way bar. <laughs> 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 he launches the Milky Way bar. <laughs> that was a trick. It was. I fooled you all. And then in the 30s, he introduces the Snickers bar. Damn, this guy's greatest hits. I know. Seriously. <laughs> and apparently it was um, named for his favorite horse. <laughs> so there you go. I bet you didn't know that. Well, no. <laughs> Snickers was named, named after his horse. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Actually, kind of a sick name for a horse. Snickers. Yeah. Snickers. Yeah. No, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. What about a picnic? Just naming your horse picnic. That's well, also like I, I could, don't mind that. I yeah. could imagine someone calling the Melbourne Cup and like Snickers being yeah yeah, yeah one absolutely. of the horses like yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. And Snickers is coming fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but but this this guy, I'm, I'm moving very quickly. <laughs> 
This guy, Frank Mars. <laughs> Good stuff. Fra- Frank Mars' son was called Forrest Mars. Also a son. Dude, what? And uh, Forrest Mars moves to England and creates the Mars Bar in the early 30s. My gosh. So his dad didn't have the balls to make the Mars Bar, but his son did. But the family made, yeah, Milky Way, Snickers and Mars. I wouldn't have guessed that Milky Way was the first. I know. Yeah. And I, I, I acknowledge that I'm jumping out of my 43-year window very quickly here. But in 1941, Forrest Mars creates M&Ms. What? Dude. Far out. And The Mars family. This is interesting. Apparently, they anticipated that World War II would produce a cocoa shortage. And so he partners with this guy called Bruce Murray. Um, and they have a big supply of ingredients. And... M&M's stands for Mars and Miri. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's just good stuff. It's crazy <laughs> that like one family created all of those chocolates. They got a chocolate empire. And now they own like Coke as well. Yeah, it's nuts. And yeah. Powerade. Yeah. <sighs> Cash, man. I mean, the Kit Kat was first sold in 1935. So. Oh boy. It's just, oh I don't, they're making so much chocolate in this window. Um, I wonder how different Chucky was from back then to now. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. What did you think? The Kit Kat used to be known as Round Tree's Chocolate Crisp. It does make you think, doesn't it? Round <laughs> Tree? Kit Kat's way better. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> All right, let's continue. <laughs> All right, Ooh. that's enough about candy. Lots of candy is getting eaten. We're getting too sweet. We are. <laughs> I found a couple spooky movies. Um, quickly Ooh. blast through them. We had Nosferatu from 1929. Classic. Kind of like a vampire movie. Yeah. Uh, we had Dracula, 1931. Also vampire <laughs> And we had The Bride of Frankenstein, 1935. Ooh. When did Frankenstein come out? 31. And we had Frankenstein. (laughs) 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 Do you know with Nosferatu, the guy that made that, F.W. Murnau, I think is how you say his name, German filmmaker, wanted to make Dracula, didn't have the rights, so he just made Dracula and called it Nosferatu. That's awesome. Boss. You're a baller move. So it was caught up in like all these copyright battles at the time. So depending on where you were in the world – in some places you couldn't see it because I think Universal, yeah, Universal owned Dracula at that at that point as a property. So any like, that's the other thing is theatres used to be owned by studios often. So you'd go to a like a, a theatre where they just show like Universal movies or Paramount movies when Paramount started to be a thing. So if you went to a Universal movie, you couldn't see Nosferatu because like, we're not showing that. They're just ripping off Dracula. Oh. There you there go. You. That's interesting. It's a fun little thing. And also it's, it's obviously black and white. And for, for the nighttime scenes, it's all shot in the daytime. They just <laughs> tint the scenes blue. So that's how you know it's nighttime. It's if you've ever seen Nosferatu, there's just shadows everywhere, but it's tinted blue, so it's nighttime. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite cheeky. I like that. But yeah, not many other movies, spooky movies here. I'm sure as we go on, there'll be plenty more. Um, I'm aware I've been talking for a long time. A quick update on some costumes. Oh. And then I'll pass it on to the next spooky presenter. I wonder um, who it is. So scary. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently the witch costume was very in style. Oh. 
Ladies were wearing pointed hats and painted masks with drop waist shift dresses. And long noses. And brooms, potentially. Potentially. There was also creepy clowns. Oh. Uh, the mummy's curse. People were just wrapped <gasps> in bandages. Uh, grim reapers. Oh. Haunted dolls and werewolves were all haunted very popular. dolls, even in the early 20th century. Yeah. Wow. Mm. And very interestingly, in 1937, the first dedicated costume shop is established. Primarily, They primarily manufactured Halloween costumes from the late 30s to the late 80s. Wow. So there you go. Mm. And I had a few pictures of... Um, some some funny Halloween costumes. And I think I'll put them on the Instagram because they're just that good. <laughs> the first one uh, is... Al from Toy Story. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a, it is Al from it's Toy Story. It's just a man just as a... Like a, a really man. good looking chicken costume. <laughs> that looks so realistic. We had, we had these tube Michelin Whoa. people. Whoa. Which are a little bit freaky. Are they meant, are they meant to be like pumpkin men or something? Maybe. Maybe. Like um, the marshmallow man from yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Ghostbusters. And then... I just need to read the description of this photo and then I'll show it to you. In 1894, the author in fancy dress as a side of bacon designed by himself, <laughs> which took the first prize of 40 guineas at the Covent Garden Fancy Dress There's Ball a guinea. in 1894. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a side of bacon. <laughs> just a man dressed as like... Is he in a... It looks like a pig. pig. It's like, yeah. I like his hat. So, <laughs> where is that photo taken? Hold on, can I see that again? I don't know. It's it's same chicken. Got a bit of a backdrop. So, I'll put yeah. those on the Instagram because I thought they were just quite funny. Um, oh, that's so weird. Anyway, <laughs> that's enough about 1894 to 1937. Let's move on. Wait a minute. This thing's been going on for a while. It's been going on for quite a while. Maybe I we should finish this next week. I agree. Catch you part two next week. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts. See you. <laughs> it's so spooky.